This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 16th of September. The BBC has a long-running programme entitled, Who Do You Think You Are? The title is evidently pejorative, since all those who take part in it are well-known personalities. Sometimes the programme produces some surprises for those who are searching their ancestry. Sometimes these are pleasant surprises, other times they are unexpected revelations. I suppose you don't really want to discover that your great-great-grandfather ended his life in a penal colony, or that a distant great-aunt had a dodgy career in the West End. We all want to know where we come from, because our roots, our origins, are important and meaningful for us. As Christians, we don't need to speculate about this. We don't need to even do much research, since our family tree is made clear to us by our membership of the church. We know where we come from and where we are going. Who we think we are can be answered by the gospel of today's Mass. The faith of the church, our faith, is based on the profession of one man's faith. For the first time in history, an ordinary, everyday word that meant rock, kephas, becomes a proper name, Peter. And Jesus plays on that noun by promising that the church founded on the rock of Peter's faith would last until the end of time and that the gates of hell could not prevail against it. From that moment, a very special deference was given to Peter. This was a deference based not on his ability as a person or his human characteristics, since we know he was a very humanly flawed man. It was a respect given him due to the authority conferred on him directly by the Son of God. So he was the one appointed over the other apostles to feed the sheep and the lambs of the flock of Christ. He was the one given the power of the keys of heaven to bind and loose. Peter was the one who boldly preached to the crowds on Pentecost Day. He who made the final decision at the first council in Jerusalem, and it was Peter whom Paul sought out for approval for his preaching. All of that is given to a man who had denied Jesus at the moment when his loyalty was most needed. But the disciples of Jesus saw in Peter something that human weakness could not diminish, and that was the authority which was given to him alone. That authority was given by God the Father, and only the Father could take it away. He was set aside to be a first witness of the resurrection, and the gifts conferred on him had nothing to do with his holiness or personality, his temperament or character. He had his human weaknesses, but when he spoke, he did so with the authority of Jesus. This means that we can say with certainty that we are part of that same group of believers whom Jesus called to himself and which is headed up by Peter. It's expressed in history by the apostolic succession, which means that we trace the Pope back in an unbroken line of popes to Peter. This is why St Cyprian in the 5th century coined the phrase, where Peter is, there is the church. The practical consequences of this truth are obvious to us. We look to Peter as the centre of our unity in Christ, and we listen to his voice as we listen to the voice 
of a shepherd who wants always to lead us by the ways of goodness and truth to the Father. So if asked the question, who do you think you are? We can say with the conviction of over 20 centuries of Catholics who have gone before us, we belong to Christ, we come from him, and with Peter we can say, you are the Christ, the Son of God. You alone have the power to save us. On this home mission day, which occurs this weekend, we are being asked to extend the merciful hand of God to those who have become the lost sheep, who have strayed from that fold headed up by Peter. Because it's estimated that there are around 4 million baptised Catholics in England and Wales who no longer or rarely attend Mass and the sacraments. Less than 20% of Catholics attend Holy Mass each week. The Church asks us to be Christ-like ambassadors to those souls, sharing the message of his unconditional, illogical love, acceptance and pardon. If we're a parent, a grandparent, sibling or friend of someone who no longer practices their faith, we may well often feel sadness and anxiety for them. Many of us hold in our hearts at least one person in our family when we come to Mass who seems disconnected from the life of Christ and his church. Any one of us might be the person with the right word, the right gentle invitation, the right quiet non-judgmental response which enables them to cross the threshold back into the life of the church, into the life of grace. We began the series of three programmes on the Mass last week. The second is this Monday. Maybe you might think of bringing someone along with you so that they might have their faith once again enkindled by this great act of love that is the Eucharist. Yesterday, Saturday the 15th, was the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, reminding us of how she stood beside the cross as the Church was born from the wounded side of Christ. Ask her always to keep us faithful to Christ, to the Church and to the Mass and the Sacraments, and say often with faith those ancient words, all things with Peter, to Jesus through Mary. Let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen.